boys are back. Podcast number 26. Irish Wisdom, part two. Welcome back, Doug. Yeah. Great to be What's back. What's going on? Ah, the music's got bananas. <laughs> there we go. Is it done now? Savage, how are you getting on? We threw in a bit of music there because Brilliant. we got Savage, some music off the pod bean. All is well. Great to be back. Great to be back. Hello yeah. to all the fans. Well, thank all the fans. Make sure everyone whoop, whoop. knows we appreciate them listening. And we want you to know that we're, we're out here to help ye find a way to help yourselves. And that's what we love doing, whether it be through health in many ways, like nutrition, cold shock, heat shock, mental health, like keeping your mind strong day to day, using law of attraction, using your positive vortex, mm, bit of history, um, using in, uh, yeah, exciting history, spirituality, and that, that has evidence. We love evidence. So when we look yeah. at stuff, we're always thinking about evidence. So. Uh, and spirituality is a huge part of everything that we're excited about and things like the Breton Law. Which and today's podcast is going to be yeah. touching back upon again. Yeah. With the the old wisdom. Breton Law was so exciting to talk about and, and like mixing forgiveness mm. with the Breton Law mindset is a very powerful way of thinking on a daily basis in nowadays. Yeah. Some, some philosophy that right there the for you. Philosophy straight out the gate. Boom. But yeah, thanks anyway to all the fans because it's fabulous to have people who are interested in what oh, we've got to say. Because we think that what we've come across is very cool and we really enjoy the, being able to share it and hearing feedback from people mm. saying that they're, uh, they're applying the te- techniques and looking into different viewpoints yes. and just having a cool experience yeah. with, with, uh, with whatever's coming. Enjoying and, um, life for what it is, yeah. <clears throat> making your own reality. Trying to see through the distractions to get to the place that you want to be at. Trying to have uh, that feel good feeling. Like if you're going to the yeah. class and you have a good feeling when you go to the class, you know, go keep going to that class. Yeah, the feeling is something you know? we're going to be talking about in the, the next podcast yeah. after we'll this. We talk one. about it at the end of yeah, this as we'll well. We have a little, little segment, don't we? We do, we have a little segment. If we... Uh, if we get through any of this. If we get through any of it, we just had... <laughs> We're in a small technical department difficulty, but it's all good. It's not tech department's fault, this but it was actually uh, more... Podcast uh, part two. <laughs> yeah, with Irish Wisdom. We're going to recap on part one really quick, and we're going to get into it. So right. I'm going to give a quick recap to set the scene of where yes. we were. So we have a system in Ireland, and indeed probably across Northern Europe... Northern Russia, Siberia, mm. um, and down through Europe as well, yes. and across in Americas, mm. and potentially as well. Newfoundland, yeah, all, New York, all down there. All of those areas. So there's likely, and this is potentially what people would have called Atlantis. Nice. Even, you know? <laughs> yes. So it's this, it's this, um, this way of living, and... The information about it was available up until about the 1700s in Ireland. No information like it. I haven't really researched massively into whether this was in Europe 
mm. um, or whether there's much remnant of like it. The, in the Breton lifestyle. And I mean, the I think like the Slavic lifestyle, I think there is remnants in other parts yeah, of yeah. it. Um, Which is very similar to Tartaria. Tartaria, yeah. And the nature the Tartarian people. were very like the uh, pre-Celtic mm. Irish people. They would have linked to the Scythians as well mm. and that area and Ukraine. All, and all north, that area. Yeah. All Northern Hemisphere. All Northern Hemisphere, yeah. Which would make sense as well. What Shambhala. We consider, <laughs> yeah, what we consider Northern Hemisphere anyway. Yes. Um, on the round earth, whether it be round or flat. Who knows? We don't know yet. Yeah. But, but uh, regardless of that, this world existed and it disappeared in the last couple of hundred years. And it looks like from not the, that long ago. Not like. that long ago. Yeah. And that's why. 1700s. Like the buildings you see across your cities, the churches you see in your towns, the star forts you see, the pyramids that are all over the world, the obelisks, mm. the beautiful buildings in like London and the, the spired buildings and the columns not that existed. That old. And they're in good nick. They don't Ridiculous look that old. No. You know? They look brand new. Um, so, what. what what the story goes, or the way the story goes, or the way the story reads, is that a lot of that civilization in other parts of the world was indeed destroyed. Like you mm. see the desert regions of the world that yes, would have yes. a lot of destruction across them, um, where you'd see the you wouldn't have as many intact domed buildings. But in America, you have a lot. In Egypt, very little. Like Middle East, very little as well. Mm. But all of these people, there was the potential that they were all practicing this this way of living, and they had access to the magic. Yeah, because even if you, I remember Banks, Joe Banks was <coughs> pointing on this. If you go to New Zealand, mm-hmm. like middle of nowhere island, all that, they had a form of the Amkander and their own nature magic and all this. So this was a thing that was universal, and it was a way of. You could tap into it by having, you know, there's one guy in the tribe who has this sense and we all listen to him instead of, mm-hmm. like, in our society today, we all, we lock him up or, you know, yeah. whatever. And the druids, obviously, the, the the seven grades of wisdom, there was a way of becoming a druid as well. You understand that. And alchemy. you could learn all that. So there was natural druids and there was the guys who actually were brought through the education system to become good druids. Mm. Potentially the bad roads. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I'd say there was this education system eventually bred, you know, something happened in the civilization mm. that obviously it rotted. And the stories in the ancient texts, which probably lead us on to the, the bottom. Bollocks alert? Bollocks alert! Bollocks nowhere. Off the beaten track. Yes, by The ancient texts... As I was saying there, I was linking the ancient texts yes. to... What was I linking the ancient texts to? You were linking the ancient texts to the the Bible, Samaria, is that what you were saying? Yeah, I was uh, I was linking in from the, the recap. Was it the Druids? <laughs> the Druids, the yeah. ancient texts. And beliefs and magic, nature magic. Yeah, oh yeah. So in the ancient texts, they talk about... <laughs> they talk about the magic. That was available in the spells and yes. what was happening at the time. Yes. They so had they, a form of it in all the books. Yeah, so all the books talk about the magic that was going on. And, and the, the reason why it's the bollocks alert is because they've made us think that it's not real. Because, oh, sure, the Bible can't be real if it's this, or this can't be real if mm. it's that old. Or, and if 
if the Brehen has traces of it in its, let's call it mythology or philosophy or whatever you want to say it is, of this way of living and using nature magic, and it's in all these other books, the bollocks alert is, is that that it's actually real, and they've hidden it in these kind of texts that mm, they can't be trusted. They can't they, be trusted. So you're, you could be reading powerful words with negative words. Which is what they reading. did with the Bible. Yes. You know? So you're using, like, powerful negative against it itself, where you can go powerful, powerful. And uh, manipulating the words is a big thing. That's how the news is sold. We were talking about mm -hmm. this before today. So the very basis is the on calendar, mm. and then they manipulated those frequencies. Yes. So the natural frequencies were these nature frequencies that they used. And then the ancient texts, they wrapped it up. High hertz frequencies, probably. Probably high hertz frequencies. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of truth in there mm. as well. And you said at the same you know, time, as it's a bollocks alert, it's also... It's hot, topic. hot topic. Hot topic. As well. It's also hot topic time. as well. Because even though they've muddled everything up in these texts, and they've muddled the stories, and they've told us they're their lies and they've changed men with women and they've changed the whole the whole history around mm. there is a lot of truth in there as well that you have to sift through and that if you do sift through it you find the story that we're talking about here of a civilization that was lost mm. but they push it miles back in time they say ancient Egypt was thousands of years ago yes. when it probably was thousands of years ago but it wasn't destroyed thousands of years ago yes it was only destroyed hundreds of years ago mm. and it was part of the civilization or it interacted with the civilization that Ireland was a part of and that Siberia which was Tartaria was a part of. And they had this system of technology with the domed and the spired buildings, the obelisks. They just had look at, just look at, sorry, no, just mm -hmm. look at Moscow, basically. Yeah, look at the Kremlin buildings as a good example. But you know what? You don't even have to just... It's in Cork. You know, it's Cork. It's yeah, everywhere. It's everywhere. You know, you've got cathedrals, you've got churches, you've got examples and similar examples of it in graveyards mm. with the spires. So there's all sorts of unusual, unusually shaped buildings that required an awful lot of love and care to go into them if you're yes. to do it a traditional way, of course. But of regardless course. of what way it was done, <coughs> to me, there was a high technology involved in mm. some way with the way they made them. Yes. But this was the civilization that but actually not ended just to you, there's evidence of it. Like you can mm. actually you could regenerate a building. They're using um all the church mass in London, remember I sent you a thing? They're they're gonna start doing this now, they're gonna start using all the church mass in London for a like a Wi Fi Oh yeah like a giant Wi Fi thing that they reckon there's no way they'd get it of anything else, only this church mast, because it has the 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 power to give a this Wi-Fi problem that they're having such a boost. They reckon it's never it's never been so high speed when they use this. Yeah, is it the higher you put it as well, you get it. Yeah, and the point and all this. So yeah. so it looks like whatever they're doing is kind of scraping the edge of what they were up to before. Mm, with this yeah. old technology, this Tesla technology, this, uh, if anyone who doesn't know who Nikola Tesla is, you know, he was just a guy who, who, they say his theory was that Wi-Fi 
in your house it was kind of like electricity as well you could just literally take electricity out of something that you've set up in the side of your room mm-hmm. that is your no electricity box takes it out of the, the yeah. air and you just have to pull it out and yeah, you have you, stations you probably have a borderline where you can't go past or mm-hmm. zap you just like you know esp would have if you went into one of their stations but you're making yeah. a station in your house so that's the that's where it's it gets own. kind of tricky but um once you get into all that stuff, it blows your mind because it looks like it looks really like that these buildings were a form of what Tesla believed. Yeah, there was technology involved. So I would for free me, power. I'm looking at and when I've walked around London, seeing mm. these buildings and the mm. pillars and the domes and everything, it's just epic. It's like going back. It's like going into fantasy land, mm. and they're giant as well. Like I mean, when I talk about that, they, they talk about giants. Giants, you know. Yeah. And uh, giants, they are, um, and in Irish wisdom, you know, you know, the Fomorians, and also like the two of the Danon are also considered to be giants because they're the gods. Oh yeah, two of the Danon were giants. Nice. So these these were the giants' buildings, and Mm. the giants were hanging out in the last couple of hundred years. It would look like because the buildings are not that old, as in they're not that damaged, they're not that eroded, so they can't be. You know, thousands of years old. Yes. And yes. if they weren't thousands of years old, there must have been people big enough around within the last couple of hundred years. Yes. To to have been using them. Yeah. You know, and this is when the changeover happened in the fifteen hundreds when whatever happened in Europe with the Reformation mm. caused what they position as the Protestant Catholic fight. But it wasn't the Protestant Catholic fight. That it was, was the total shimmy shimmy, was yeah, it? Yeah, it was the conquerors or the guys who were trying to take over everybody who initiated war uh, and a campaign of whatever, you know, just maybe even like you talk about the Black Death and the plague, yes. you know, even chemical types of weapons. <laughs> so, yeah. whatever that war was and whatever was happening in those kind of 200 years from 1500 to 1800. There's also evidence of um, catastrophes like the flooding mm. and the floods that caused layers of mud to build up in high levels around a yes. lot of cities, and uh, you know the star forts that we have in all around evidence Ireland. Evidence of mud floods. Evidence everywhere. of mud covered everywhere, and evidence of cataclysm like even the walls that cover mm. your local area, all the walls that crisscross Ireland connecting yeah. the towns there was some sort of a civilization here that had technology they had a way of living and mining was probably a mining part of it seems to have been a huge be, part you know if you went down black rock railway line and looked at the size of the blocks that make that are, that are in the uh, in the bridges down there at these blocks there's no way you're making blocks like this again like these things oh. are colossal huge and to be honest, the they place. don't look like concrete. They might be. They look the same as the ones in Syria. Remember we found yeah, that out as yeah, well? There's ones in, yeah. like, it's very similar. And actually, on not, the Great Pyramid as well. We could do a video. We could yeah. do like a, a combination video of Newark's video, of her Syrian block work, and our video in the Black Rock Railway line. It looks like yeah. literally the same blocks, doesn't yeah. it? Mind, same stuff. Same stuff, and this is in other countries as well, I yeah. think. You know. Massive correlation, which is nuts. nuts. Brings you back to that theory so of old civilization yeah. again. And you look at all the walls and everything, you think, you know what, actually, that's a lot of rock. Yeah. And, and then all the walls, if you find all the old walls, to fucking Up and down the mountains everywhere, you know. Yeah. Um, all over Dingle. 
Oh, going right through the big mountains. You're like, what is that wall? And then, as I was saying earlier about the Michael Telsinger stuff, like mm-hmm. that, I don't think that's been looked into properly in Ireland yet. The, these um, these rocks that, like, I'll give you an example now of what he was saying was happening. You were able to, if I had a cord that I wanted to plug in your TV and I have 10 feet with the cord, he said that the rocks made the equivalent to the cord. So he was able to get 10 feet of rocks in a line mm-hmm. and he built to plug the TV into the rocks. And they, when they started to look into this theory more, the rocks had like 10% silicon, 10% iron, oh, yes. 20% something else. And when you actually look into it, the rock, the line of rock, what they were was big, huge electrical cords is what these, these rocks were. Mm. And they're in big circles all over the place. Now his theory is nuts. His theory goes down the line of like, they were like incubators for... Mm, that was his theory last yeah. time we checked. He might have changed it in the meantime. Well, could be true. Yeah, Who knows? Could be true. To yeah. be honest. But it looks very ancient. It looks like yeah. real ancient world But there's stuff. like millions of them in South Africa as well. <coughs> like somebody... I watched millions? Yeah, there was, millions. A, there was a plane flew over. Millions is a lot. Yeah, millions is a lot. Uh, there's a plane flew over South Africa and went right up to uh, West Africa. Mm-hmm. And they found them all the way up. And they even found these circular stones that I'm on about that all had the same combination of rock that will be actually electrical cable. They found these stones buried as well. They could even find them like just small lumps in the ground you'd be able to make them out. Like they were everywhere. Still are everywhere. Check it out. After the catastrophe. So that was all evidence of something that was like wiped. Yeah, and huge evidence of mining there as well but like local mining as well in Ireland there's evidence like hills everywhere mm. and like little areas of like even around Cork you can see where it looks like places have been quarried out like out the back of Rochestone or along the line even yes you know yes. Donnybrook the back of the Mangla yes or, you know, like, yeah. back of you know all those places they're all like small and then some big massive ones like potentially the mountains there's, like, there's one, that theory of the mountains one. being giant slag piles yes you know well if you look at um it's not just a theory. It looks to be mm. like really good evidence that would nearly back it up to be scientific. Oh yeah, it's pretty solid. Like if you look at how you uh, mine and how you put these slag piles together with with machinery or whatever, it could be a, all you need is movement. It doesn't have to be machinery as such. It could be a big person who would have a big enough hand. Yeah. But, but these slag piles, in time, become really, really hard in rock formation because of the minerals in them mm-hmm. they almost become like granite just become one solid rock yeah. and the pressure and the muck it. and the pressure the weight mm-hmm. yeah. no they're probably they could be interpretation to some form of a mudslide or something like that maybe if they're fresh yeah but as time goes on these things start maybe to look maybe they weren't all with stone yeah is the other part silicon yeah you know the whole We'll talk about that at some stage. Like there's, but st- I, I was just, I was oh, just yeah. going to explain. As the, as the bigger it gets, mm-hmm. the stockpiles you're on about from the mining, some of the mountains start to look exactly like these stockpiles. So if you go to the Balahoras where we love going, there is a load of mountains there. Do you remember I had like, if. Pictures of like there was a mine right on a, a mountain, yeah. And then I showed you the stockpiles, and then I went right over to the mountain next to it, and it looked exactly like the stockpiles. Yes. 
So the theory is Identity. that potentially these mountains aren't even mountains. They might be stockpiles of old mining material. Yeah. And the mud flood, if it did happen, which it may have, may have been actually some form of a stockpile bursting. Yeah. That that was like if the I give you so people understand here now what we're going. Especially in a lot of local areas where mm. we'd be saying like the local towns, each local town, I yeah. would by the looks of it could have been a mining yeah. centre. Oh, I've a love, I've a great point. So if you've actually, got little slag heaps in each local town. Yes, dangerous. You know, Dan like that, and then like that's where every little town potentially and gets then, flooded in. Uh, in yeah, mud. the in if you go into the science of how salt or so sand is made. It's from the ocean, breaking up rocks and all that, right? So, basically, if you were to mine out the Grand Canyon, which looks like it did happen, if you look at the evidence of the Grand Canyon, and if you were to mine out every other canyon in the world that was probably mined out, I'm talking, ca ca like, humongous mining operations mm -hmm. now. Something like Transformers are involved in. Yeah. Giants. Using machinery, or probably not using any machinery to be Who honest, knows? manipulating maybe whatever universal mm. energies they can remember mm. from mm. the old ways, exactly. Do you know, because mining would have been after all the magical times. Well, I think I suppose it would have been maybe, although you wouldn't know. I, I mean, know. It they would have had two of them it. together, yeah. I'd say they could have had two of them together. I mean, if you think about the times of the gods and mm. they had all their fancy weapons, you know, all those weapons required ores, yeah. And the ores had to be mined, but were they mining what was rock, or were they mining something that was different at the time? So it looks like Question. mining way bigger style mining than than we know of, mm. and that's why we find it hard to believe. Then yeah. you know, you're like, oh, if that's the case, how is it so big? How did they do it? And then you start going down that, you're like, oh, okay, maybe yeah. it did happen because there is traces of giants. There is uh, NASA Brown mm. would love this now, my auntie, the. Um, these rocks that are like, they look like mountains, they look like faces, they look like hands, they look like feet. And they're showing up everywhere now. Mm, it's just, a lot of it. there's a really good ones in Thailand. I think the best you could find, uh, the Mona one. Mm, yeah. um, there's there's a, a, it's basically hidden under trees as you drive along on the coast, there's a lovely video on it. But these are giants, literally, that are, look like they're asleep and then as you go around the world a lot of the mountains look a bit like that Mona thing yeah. but the Mona thing looks like a genuine nearly in perfect proportion body of a giant yeah. woman oh that's an unreal one and that's as opposed to the ones that are slag heaps and piles of mining yes. waste because that story of the the giants turning to stone is something that you have in a lot of local legends. If you Google mm. any sort of giants turning to stone, and or even not Google, use a different search engine, you get even better results. But there's a lot of stories, and including in the Bible, of giants turning to stone. That there was too much wickedness on the earth, and mm. God decided that mm. the giants needed to be wiped out. So he wiped them out in a great flood. Yeah. And there is a whole theory uh, and, a, and a scientific evidence-based approach that talks about how uh, an organism that was living can petrify which means turn to stone and change into basically stone so there's a whole school of thought of you know was this whole world originally stone based mm. or was it more nature based was it more a, was it a different environment did the stars look different did the sky look different mm, yes. so that's it it's probably a story for a different podcast 
we won't go too much into it yeah. now because we'll stick to the Irish side of it. But you got to look at that as the picture of Ireland as well. And Fionn McCool and these titans. And Magical times. There's stories in Ireland of these giants. Like mm. I think Fionn McCool's giant meant to be sleeping down, sleep lying down asleep in some county. I can't remember. Like There's a couple of stories in wow. Ireland about Irish giants. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, the Fomorians are the, are the scary ones. They're the, mm, they're the Titan, the, the big, yeah, big. They were big here ones. before any in, in, invaders, mm-hmm. or any, in, uh, sorry, not invaders, but I suppose people settling. Settlers, yeah. Settlers. And they were always here after the settlers. Mm-hmm. Right up to. When magic seems to have been lost, which is in the last couple of hundred years. They were wiped, though, weren't they? They were taken out. There's no story that says they were wiped. They were defeated and they were beaten back by the two I did Annan when Lug got the spear. Oh, yes. And we equate the two of the Danon to who would probably be like the elves, the elven yes. race. And, and total good yeah. guys in the story. <clears throat> total good guys in the story, yeah. Um, beaten back the oppressive Fomorians. Mm. Um, but that was before they disappeared and the... I think that was like the two of the Danon were probably the last before the change, so maybe 1500s, 500 years ago. Nice. Maybe before the Reformation, you might have, like, there's even lore in, I know, in Germany and in the Scandinavian countries that, like, elves existed up until the recent past, like, the 1600s, 1700s. Yeah, I've seen the thing. Come from, you know? I've seen a thing uh, about that, actually, about the Scandinavian culture. The way they, they like they really fear trolls. They they, mm. they 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 really literally do like and they they fear giants. They reckon things like this exist in the forest. They call them yetis or call them whatever you want to call mm. them. But these things are we don't know them. They yeah. don't know us. Or they know us, but they they hide very well. Yeah. If they do exist, but this is what they believe. There's lots like. of the stories of giants as well in North America. I think Nevada, the red-haired mm. giants red-haired as giants. well. Yeah, so you've got yeah. the red-haired giants and the blonde-haired giants. Yes. And the the different races that they seem to relate to as well. That all connects to kind of weird stuff like the Norse mythology, the Irish yeah. mythology, the the Egyptian uh, hieroglyphs, the the giants, the, the normal people, all of it seems to tie in together all ties in together and all gets lost and, and when replaced you, when you look into it all tying in together you also start to think maybe with the Irish wisdom they were right with that the, Conor McDarry's book where he explores Newfoundland and New York and all these places have the the big huge high towers the big the, the Irish the Irish tall looking towers that they would have used monks would have used mm-hmm. wink wink nudge nudge but they also had traces of um, the standing stones mm-hmm. and Irish... And all the old technology in old the buildings. Old technologies in the building. All the New York, all those yeah. old buildings. Yes. So um, you're looking in and you, you have to ask the question, what history is real? Yeah. Like where does the... You know the way they say New York is like 17 something and this happened and then you know, Gangs of New York movies, Pids and Lovely for you and there's loads of other... And you know the way as as you get older, you start to kind of realise the winners of all the wars wrote the history. And like, I even came across a thing there before, like it was about like um, it was just it was a very alternative belief about Africa and about um, African American being actually American American, and and the whites in America have no um, connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as in like it would have been. The, the African or American might have been there before the whites got there. 
Yeah. And they wrote it. Now, that's just an example. I came across a story similar to that as well, that, like, the, they say the the African-Americans in America aren't African-Americans. Yeah, they actually are American. They're American, yeah. and there was just they black people, over there was white people. They, yeah. yeah, there was all the different races Guyana existed Guyana and South everywhere. America, where my uncle is from, who is uh, coloured, he, he uh, is from, like, really high... Country, high level of country of uh, African American. Mm -hmm. You would think African American, African South American. Yeah. But no, it looks like it could have actually been their land first, and they re like. Let's say that's true. Now they have everyone believing that mm -hmm. no, that's not the case at all. It was never a black person ever in across the across the Atlantic, and then when they started taking slaves, they so that's how they got yeah. there. But that actually might not be true at all. So my example is just using that on how you could rewrite the history, have everyone believing it. And probably you would find it hard to even convince someone of that. What I just said to you there. Yeah. Oh, you, you would be like telling them that, and they'd be like, "Man, where'd you get that from? Where does?" Yeah, that's not the trust. There's no way. That. So that's how easy it is to t to switch people's minds mm -hmm. and make them forget about you know the last five hundred years or three hundred years or if America was even discovered, maybe it was always there. So. It kind of yeah. brings you to that thing you were going to say about the Napoleon War, doesn't it? Is that That's even real? Yeah, is that, did that happen in the 1800s? Did Whatever happened in the early 1800s seems to have been. So between 1800 and 1850, there was a change happening mm. where the good guys were losing. Yes. And we read about it in Napoleon's War. We read about it in, you know, the, the revolutions across Europe and America... Uh, like you know, seventeen eighty nine for France, mm. um, like seventeen seventy six for America. Yes, like there was something happening in this time period where the the new white uh, common law system was being imposed, and then we had that, you know, the the, the world trade fairs then in the late eighteen hundreds, where they had all this old technology mm. uh, on display. And then it all disappeared into the 1900s. So they've been rewriting history. And then there was like the mud, yeah. or it looks like the cataclysms, where everything was covered in mud. You yes. know, what we call the 19th century mud flood. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that's very relevant because there could have been a high death toll. There could have been a lot of refugees who they just kind of rounded up and re-educated and then fed the history that we mm. you know so anything up until the last like as philip draginian was saying when he was on our podcast that yeah. time you know even the last hundred years who knows years, yeah. you know like the news the, the fake news is years. fake history so like if you go let's let's go jump into that so so you understand how you can make that a reality so if a hundred years ago was potentially bullshit excuse me french that means that you would have to say the archives of a hundred years ago are potentially BS. And that would make sense because we're looking at archives now and all the are is news. Mm -hmm. And fake yeah. news is real. Covered this before. So yeah, it really does look like you can't even trust a hundred years. Yeah. That's why the whole pri uh, primary history thing is so interesting. If you can interview someone who's old enough to tell you a tale about when they were a child and their granddad told them something. Yes, or they saw Let's it. say you have a hundred-year-old person telling you a tale about their granddad when they were a child and what their granddad seen when he was a child, which would be nearly 200 years ago. Yeah. 
That's some really history. tradition of that. That'd That's be some cool. They call it? that primary history, and like that, those stories are so mm-hmm. golden because they're like no one can take this from this person. They but they 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 live this, mm-hmm. and people are calling them liars, you know, or whatever they they they've seen yeah. or believed or heard. Yeah, and I suppose it even happens still to this day. They just try to cover it up, and what they were trying to cover up was. The fact that they had conquered a people who were schooled in magic. Mm. They had a very, very educated, balanced, just society. It was based on the Brehen. It was based on the seven grades of wisdom. It was based on what you probably call chivalry. um, You know, taking care of family. Reputation was important. Mm. It was a a clan-based... Uh, spiritual a, a society local cooperative society mm, mm. fairness was a huge but thing but technology was there too mm. it was robust there was yeah. still lots of people they had mining centres all about the place which we call little towns of villages yes that would have way stations that we call churches yes you know they have they have all the infrastructure there to live as what could be called possibly Atlantis or the remains of soon after Atlantis yes you know so this is the picture, and they knew how to live. They knew the power of the power of thought, the power of nature, harnessing nature. Remember, Jerbanks was speaking using about using the trees to harness your own frequency every frequency, time. Yeah. The time of year, the moonlight would enhance the frequency mm-hmm. of the tree. The ley lines, and, yeah, the and buildings, then, and then you would say like you know prayers of worship and you know protection around that tree at that night and. There was a lot of magic to natural occurrences that were happening that you would manipulate in the time that they're happening. So a lot of it was down to timing, about the, the dates, whatever they had it worked out. And they, it didn't, they, not that they just believe it, they knew it would work because it would bring on strong crop, it would bring on, you know, like whatever they were looking for, mm-hmm. just like as we're going to get to later, the law of attraction. Like, whatever you want as a clan back then, let's say, you would have. Like, do we have enough cattle? Do we have enough meat? Do we have enough... your own little vortex, your own little world where you co-created. Yeah, do we have enough tribesmen trained in martial arts for the defence of our clan? Do Do we have enough creation to make sure the clan doesn't crumble because another clan will come in mm-hmm. uh, to Ireland because the, all the clans would, would bond together. Yes. Um, but the Brehen took care of all the, as we said earlier, the Brehen took care of all the improper treatment of each other. So if you had an invasion that changed the laws of the Brehen, which they did, it just makes so much sense to do that, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And changing the alphabet which the Brehen was spoken in, so they changed from the Ohm alphabet, which is only like probably twenty-two words, twenty-two letters. I, I, think. I can't remember what it is. That Something like that. Yeah, it's missing four. And they I changed think. it to the English alphabet, alphabet. and they totally. There's basically you know, like a couple of letters missing, and they've made us learn the Gaelic tongue. Using the A to Z twenty six letters, yeah. but 
the reason why it's so confusing to learn when you understand English as a child or even is because of that. But they reckon the Arm calendar and the teachings of the ancient Irish calendar alphabet would have been way easier to understand the Gaelic tongue if you were mm-hmm. learning Gaelic now and you were English. So if you were learning Irish now using the old Irish cal- alphabet, it would make more sense to you. I don't know how that correlates with you. You're, f- you're basically yeah, well, fluent in Irish. <laughs> in fairness, like so. I am, yeah, I am fluent in it. Well, I need a bit of a tune up, but yeah. Um, I don't, I haven't looked in depth into how the alphabet changes when you read it because I don't, mm. I don't know enough about arm yet. I put, must put it on my list. Yeah. But I think this is what George was trying to tell us that time. Yeah, it's a, and. As we're saying, like the arm, it also links to the runes, the runic writing mm. of Scandinavia. <sighs> and also I know that there's runic writing been found in plenty of other places all over mm. the world as well. So this frequency, like this was a this was a universally understood concept. So it was a universal civilization that understood this language and this was the language, this was the one language, you know, maybe even if like the Tower of Babel whole that whole thing. Maybe this was the one language that everybody spoke, mm. and they understood with nature. And once they could, I once they we, realized their power, you're you probably know? right because that's what we tied in the uh, part one of this podcast, Irish wisdom. We were saying that when they were over in, you know, spreading the word of the the wisdom that the Irish, the advanced Irish culture that was in Europe, like the West, mm-hmm. North West is where the wisdom came from. Mm-hmm. Anyone in the Greek mythology or anyone, even as far as India with Shambhala, they all thought it came from North West. Yeah. And if you go North West and there's Druids coming from North West and they visit you with knowledge, you treat them like guests. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened to the Irish Druids when they brought which is the theory the Gaelic tongue which was also Hebrew tongue and which was also other interpretations of whatever you want to call it but this multicultural bilingual language was known yeah uh, across the, looks across the old world it seems to that's, be that's what was super interesting about the Irish language because there were, you think Irish language Irish, Ireland Ireland don't realise it's potentially Hebrew as well. I'm just saying it. This is what it looks like. This is what Conor McDarry was saying, and this was what yeah. the the tie in between the Irish developing the Bible and the Roman interpretation of the Bible and how they correlate together mm-hmm. and how uh, we can you like you and me are totally going to start teaching people about like studying near oak trees. Mm. Studying near oak tables. Because there en- there's energy from. There's en- like this tr- can, this manipulative energy is there. Like you yeah. just need to tune into it, and that's another thing because it does come down to and back to the law of attraction concept again, or the thoughts becoming things idea. Mm. It really is like you can create. We're here to create, and if you put your request in 
And have fun doing it. And have fun doing it. And if you've got like-minded co-creators, it's fantastic. Mm. And you can use nature, like trees and the energy, in order to enhance that. And that seems to be a core teaching that they've tried to hide. And this is the this is the hidden wisdom. You're right. You know, You're and right. the whole if they weren't trying to hide it. And yeah, they'd have our kids studying under oak trees. Exactly. I mean, Fact. the talk of the penal laws in Ireland, you know, that, that period of time where they banned what they said was Catholic teaching, but it wasn't likely Catholic. It was probably Brehen, mm. nature, uh, natural arm. Is that what they said or, it was? Yeah, Catholic they said teaching. it was Catholic. They, the Protestants, what? yeah. That's the way they spin the story. That is a it's shocking about, spin, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's the way that they spin it. That makes no sense. Yeah, because you the Catholics and the Protestants. Yeah, of course. So the English came in to dominate the Catholic yeah. Irish. So all the clans were apparently Catholic at the time since 1500 years ago. Did they switch? And they switched them so the penal laws i think it's the 1600s yeah yeah um the statutes of kilkenny i think or something like that nice so i you know, so this was soon after the reformation obviously and um, but it was the protestants or the church of england which it was meant to be at the time and they brought in the penal laws in ireland which banned practice speaking irish um and practicing um, I, thought, I don't think you yes. were banned from practicing no, religion, you're right. but you're banned for speaking this Irish or learning the Irish language or to doing mass in so Irish. So is, this is potentially, thanks for saying that, because uh, this is actually what Conor McDarry was suggesting and seeing that he had evidence of, was this is what and why they banned the Irish language. Mm. And this is why they wanted to keep such a restriction on rewriting the Bible constantly. Monks writing for years in monasteries and towers, all this weird shamboozle that was going on. Uh, and like it just it just really does kind of point a finger at like what were they off to rewriting a Bible every time? Like, come on. Yeah. They were doing something different they were they were translating the Irish from Hebrew Irish to Hebrew to, to English to Latin to they were just hiding it all yeah and then uh, by the time any Irish priests or monks or whatever made their way to the Vatican and got into any bit of a seat where they could kind of figure this out it wouldn't have even happened yeah they so, did a good job and they went about the Vatican archives and all these things you never find out you'd have to wonder maybe these things still exist and right oh, there yeah. to check into if you got the power. I reckon there's loads. I mean, like, to the point of, you know, you're talking about Vatican archives, I'm thinking, like, underground bases and things mm. like that. I mean, there's there's all of that kind of talk. And if you think about it, if civilization has been going along here, high civilization for certainly hundreds, if not thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, like, yes. you really don't know because the recent history has been so muddled up. Who could knows? be millions, yeah. could be infinite, who knows? I'm not saying it isn't. Ro- going in circles, uh, or going in cycles, uh, destroying ourselves, growing and destroying. Um, but it's it's a, it's a very... I don't know, what am I trying to... Probably last my train of thought. Yeah, he's thinking it. I was like, oh my god. No, no, yeah. I know. I was on about the timelines and how long it was. And. And the fact is. 
we don't know when these events truly happened. That a lot of the events that are in the like the ancient texts, which is why we mm. said they were bollocks alert and a hot topic, is that a lot of these stories probably tell the tale of a lot of what happened, mm. but it's mixed it up in different ways. Yes. And then it's been mixed with Catholics and Protestants. Yes. When it's actually back to exactly where we were. When Brilliant. it's meant to be the conquerors versus the nature people. Yes. Um, you know, and everybody. You know, they were getting along, but then they weren't, mm. and something happened. And then you link that into the stories of ancient Egypt, the stories of India, where the gods were fighting each other, mm. and they had this war, and that the, mm. the result of the war, which brings it into the, the story that we discussed yes. with Lana Cantrell, Dr. Yes. Lana Cantrell. And she, we had did a podcast on it, and she told the story of her research where... They're in the ancient texts, particularly the Sumerian, the, the Indian, and the biblical, the Bible text, but also the Norse texts. And you can see it in Irish mythology and English mythology as well. And Native American, Aboriginal. From a biological uh, point of view as well, she comes from. which is she, she looks at the texts themselves and the stories of the war and the cataclysms and the floods and the stories, you know, p- what happened to a once great race that existed on the earth mm. had several falls. So it originally had a fall from a very magical world into a world where the, a huge number of the population were poisoned with mm. uh, radiation type poisoning. And that the degradation of the original more, I suppose what you say, magical people or like the elven people. Yes. Um, who existed on the planet at the same time or existed in the world at the same time as, you know, the Titans, the giants, you know, similar to the Irish mythology that we discussed in the last part and the way the story goes. So she looked at it from that perspective and... um, Very interesting. That links nicely into kind of how the human story, like where the humans came from. she's a biologist. Because that's the cool thing. As well. Yeah. That was really interesting. She looks at the biology of... So she looked at the biology of what were uh, bodies that were dated to... Her timelines were, I suppose, into the tens of thousands of years, but knowing what we know about the mud flood now and the changed timeline, it could actually be much closer. So what she was seeing Mm. is she was seeing evidence in the fossils of radiation poisoning, evidence in the texts of people treating radiation poisoning, so there was massive wars happening. This is at the end of mm. the Egyptian the massive era, evidence. the Sumerian era, and the, in the Vedas, they all talk about the ending of the civilization and the cataclysms that were happening. Mm. So what we're saying is we're, li- we're potentially linking those in with the story of Ireland, that Ireland was part of this larger, larger Absolutely. you know, everybody was kind of in on the same kind of knowledge yes. at this time and then it was gradually broken apart yes and there was cataclysms was and eventually the humans the giants seems to have disappeared somewhere and the elves seem to have disappeared the trolls and all these the unicorns and the dragons mm. and they've all seemed to have disappeared Everything's but the yes. humans are the only ones left and some animals yeah and the humans don't fit the picture with the animals like even, even like we don't 
like you're not seeing chimpanzees becoming humans like you know oh, what I mean no, that's definitely yeah not. but they, they, they don't fit the picture yeah. to be here either you know just mm. like the elves and just like the giants and just like the other people who shouldn't really be here their mythology you would nearly say we're, we could be part of mythology if we were wiped out as well oh do you remember the humans yeah oh, they do never you know? existed yeah so you could see very odd. how weird it is and when no one has a clue then as well that's the funniest yeah, part everybody pretending to just be 100% I remember that's the story I was telling you before about my old man where I was saying Jesus dad I don't know what age I was I figured out that it was all bollocks you know about yeah. history being bollocks about like you know timelines and I remember kind of like and then all the countries were at war and there was loads of shit I just had in my head I was like holy I just can't believe this I remember I was saying to my dad one day, he was like yeah I know yeah it's crazy isn't it I remember thinking to myself, it's like a movie. Two of us yeah. are in it together. No, it's not just me. My dad gets this as well. This is real, yeah. like epic. Very and epic. Yeah, epic. Because then you're not, you then you look into things like real things that you know are real, like JFK, and they never really uh, answered that question. And there's all these weird yeah. things you. It's just one question mark, question one mark, question mark after yeah. another. And then it has been since. Yeah, and then you look at like why are we not at peace? No, why in this? Yeah. wonderful time of technology where we all have such a grasp on everything why can't we just find a way to live and let live like yeah you know why is there always have to be some push and some shove and then some bit of um some well, we can this is the thing and we are going to this mm. Irish Life podcast is creating that yes alternative as we said at the beginning of the podcast I think it was that run we did alternative in I don't know but nice. it, as you're saying it it runs really nicely into like the real world ramifications and the real world consequences yes. Yes. of what happens when you remove the brain system because no is an aftermath of that yeah and oh, a recent aftermath yes. you know it is only recent and that's why this is so strong within us that's why they can't mm. hide it because it's all over the place the spires are everywhere, the buildings are everywhere, the pyramids, the, the unexplainable mysteries about everything, about everything, mm. about everything. And so then, they need to distract us And then they constantly. go in, and the, the one country they reckon, I didn't realise this at all, the one country that had massive evidence to be looked into and they couldn't get over there properly was Syria. Did you know that? I'd say Syria's littered yeah, with all sorts of They wanted to like, really get into like, a, lot of sh- a lot of stuff in Syria. And should they're all blown up, no one ever. Who wanted to get in there? Uh, some some uh, outside the box archaeologists. Oh and yeah. Some people who were really um, excited about some of the stuff we're on about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost evidence of real manipulation of the energies of the universe and stuff like yeah. that, and how they were using it. Sure, even on that note, that the Egyptian pyramids, that before Napoleon, like they said, Napoleon went there after the wars to um, to put the new structure in place in Egypt after they'd conquered Egypt. All right. And what he basically, when he was in Egypt, the pyramids still had the limestone casing on them, the shiny, bright nice. casing. And there's, I've looked at a couple of videos from archaeologists that talk about how they, how Napoleon basically just took apart the civilization of Egypt, just destroyed what was left of it. Um, wiped. 
wipes. Well, I'm not talking about guns here, no necessarily either. I'm talking about like you just destroyed, wiped the remainder of it. So Boom. you're literally Bomb talking that whole Egyptian civilization that we that they've artificially put back in time, two thousand years or five thousand yeah, yeah. years. You know, potentially there was something kicking in the last couple of hundred years totally. down there. And they've redone all, all of the uh, pyramids. All that's redone, plaster has got in. Like, remember I was there saying that? in some parts. In some yeah. parts, but it was easy to do. Do you know, so like, they were saying nothing lasts forever. Like, you can see remnants of uh, some form of a, cat- a, a, cat- a catastrophic disaster yeah, in Egypt. Yeah, covered in sand in Egypt. Yeah, totally. And then you talk about and, and it goes deeper. You don't realise how deep it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you've seen pictures of him, he's yeah. a dude and a girl together. That God, yeah, yes. definitely worth looking into that a bit more nice. at some stage. Nice, in the Come, tea world. Yeah, in <laughs> the tea world. How are you getting that? Dun, dun, dun. What part did they play? But yeah, man, uh, I was going to say the seven grades of wisdom. Yeah. Do you I mind if I say that? Definitely say the seven grades of or wisdom. Or do you want to say it? From number one. I'll say I'm there. So where's number Forlock, Wordmaker. Forlock, Wordmaker. So the, the seven grades of wisdom is just to give a start on it. I yeah. Is I'll jump into it there, so. All right, will I? Now, do, I'll give a quick overview of... Do, yeah. So the seven grades is the way... I think you mentioned the last podcast, like a scholarly type of man. You know, this is the, the learning Porsche, path. The Philly. Yeah. Any sort of a learning path, the Philly. So the poet... It's the way of being educated. Mm. It passed your... Uh, Childhood. Yeah, and you would move up the scales. And you wouldn't really like be educated past your childhood unless you were actually lucky enough to be in a family who could either afford yeah. it, or maybe you were just chosen because you're part of a certain lineage of scholars. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why you're there. I suppose there. it would have one of the families of reputation and renown. You could be a bastard though yeah. of a scholar. Stuff like that would be really into as well, I'd say. Yeah. Just someone who would have a genetic makeup and you know he's going to make it because the seven grades were like a sure, lifelong sure. test like really it was a it was well you had to learn such a vast amount of information including the magic of nature so druids passed the seven grades of mm. wisdom but they went up into they went into, it went into like the seven 12, years seven so years it, you when you went to like, year 9 10 11 12 you stuck into real magic yeah and that's what's that's getting interesting but this is what this is what the, the the not the controllers but the balancers and the the people who maintained balance in society mm. we call them rulers but they're not rulers because they're the brehens they're the druids they're yeah, the, the the highest grade they're would, the would, poets, would be the, the teachers. would be a brehen like if you yeah. were a really old wise brehen which is a judge in the middle of the Brehan Law giving judgment to two people who had like a big problem about land dispute or mm-hmm. war or whatever. You would have to be educated in this system and a really high level all the way to number 12 or 13 or whatever, yeah. way past just the seven grades. Yeah. It's know? almost similar, you could almost put it similar to like the magic arts of, you know, some of the, like the, the, Indian or the Egyptian types of, oh. because it is really you were schooled in poetry and stories. That's and it. Like the first year was the f- the four o'clock, which was the word maker. The second, with the, with roughly, I'll just jump into him. And the this war- is for the po- This is the poet's learning. Yeah, first year. Stream. No, he's only a kid. Like, 
and uh, I think it was one year of elementary school first, and then he did this, and then um, uh, he's word maker. Now he's learning stories, tales, fifty tales. It is like two stories of that, and then he's also learning in uh, the alphabets. There's a couple of different alphabets, not just mm. the alphabet, but so then the MacFermid, which was the set down. So he would have to re- reaffirm everything he knew from year one, mm-hmm. added to more stories, more tales, learning about the the manipulation of sound, music, stuff like that. Ooh. Yeah, the harp, all that. This is all beginning now. Yeah. He's figuring out that there's frequencies from things that help you stay healthy and stuff like that. Real. So then, Das, which is number three, a young bush or a tree. So see the way they use nature even in the explaining of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see the nature magic even being used while they're telling you about the yeah. seven grades. And epic. Uh, oh, epic. Uh, and as Das, as a young young bush or tree, you would be becoming wise. So that the interpretation with the tree would mean the oak tree, which is the oldest tree in the forest which is the wise tree, and that's why you study next to the oak tree. So you're showing signs of becoming wise in your third year of the seven grades of wisdom. You're nearly there, halfway nearly. And then with the fourth year, you become the kenu, or the kana, which is the wolf cub, or the whelp, and which is basically a cunning, a fearless, young, a uh, lot to learn, but nearly there, kind of halfway mm-hmm. there, attitude, and they, they, they looked at, they looked at this uh, time of of learning as very important because it, it showed whether you were actually going to continue with your learning or not. Because things got hard, you become a musician, you become learning different arts of poetry. This is where it starts to become really difficult now because the fifth year is the key, which is the pillar, and when the pillar comes along you have to be stature and actually nearly mature as a man and as your confidence with your storytelling your tales your poetry your music playing and with all this now as well you're also learning about nutrition and health and all that but that's natural to you yeah. that's part of the irish magic and all the 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 manipulation of the energies. You're a master. You of wouldn't your be body. looking at it like I'm looking at nutrition here in in, in school. Mm-hmm. You're like I need to eat apples from the apple tree. I need to eat hazelnuts from the hazel tree. And the reason why I do is because they are in perfect sequence and they all grow in the same circle as the arm. Yeah, and, and they probably have cross benefits as well. So not just nutritionally, but also magically. Yes. Your aura. There's probably nourishment, all sorts of additional oh, levels of we nourishment. We probably don't even yeah. know the half of it. The, that you're pulling your power from that. You know, the way you eat an animal, you eat its soul, basically. Oh, yeah. You eat a tree's fruit. Yeah, you, you become fruit, as strong become as a tree. As, yeah, you know. So I'd say there's a lot of that in there as well. And that, that understanding is something that's completely lost to us mm. at, at these days. Unbelievable. Yeah. And the... the I'm not going to sidetrack. I was going to go into Dude, the... Carry the, on with those. But anyway, Anruth... Number six. And number six is Anruth, which is a noble stream or master. So you're now really becoming part of this. I think you're actually nearly up there with becoming a, a bit of a, a bit of a stature. Mm-hmm. You're, you're probably on your way to becoming close enough to a Breton in study now. 
Number seven is the olive, which is basically the final grade of wisdom in the seven grades, which is a professor or doctor. But it continues on. Mm-hmm. When you qualify as a professor or doctor, you can go certain lines then. You can use the harp, which was the highest form of frequency used. They looked as the flute and the fiddle and all that as like a lower hertz frequency that wouldn't actually benefit really. It was more for entertainment. But mm-hmm. they looked at the harp as magic. Like it was not entertainment at all. The harp could have, like as I said to you before, a thousand people in the field doing something together. Mm. And the harp was playing, vibrating everyone in the same thing. And this was the magic they With used. Enchanting. Yeah. Yeah. And then, the, and then, like the professor or the doctor might go another way. Maybe they're going to go the practical way, like Smith, mm. martial arts, development of clans, of all different things. Mm. So the. As you went past your seven years to your eight, your nine, your ten, your eleven, your twelve, you became like superhuman compared to most people you know. Because you're knowledgeable stuff, your manipulation of stuff, you probably didn't get there, to be honest. I'd say very few got there because that would be half your life if you were a kid. It would be all your life if you were a kid. But I think the time, the lifespans were much longer as well back Mm. then because they weren't as poised. They tell us they they weren't. Yeah, they tell us they weren't, but I'm sure they... Just so we cover that. This is very similar now that you're saying it. Um, just to link it back to the the Lana story and the story of how in Egypt, Osiris and Isis, whether it was Osiris and Isis or whether it was the Shimi, I don't know. Yes. But Osiris and Isis were the gods who brought the humans back to health after the cataclysm that wow. when they were radiation it's cool poisoned. That so what happened in the Lana story is that there was a section of the elves, what we call the elven race, or the Elohim, or the, the potentially the fairies, mm. um, and possibly titans as well. You know, the titans too. This could have been the thing that wiped out the titans. This could have been the war between the elves and the titans. Jesus. Um, but they deployed the weapon, some or a weapon, bomber. some sort of weapon that was deployed, and... Uh, it poisoned a lot of the humans and that after a period of time the good guys came back to the planet um, and they were Osiris and Isis and from Egyptian mythology mm. and they apparently nursed the humans back to health and created a high civilization type of scenario like that what you're speaking there that bring them back in touch with their highest selves mm. because we have that we have yeah. the capability. Education. I wonder, do the 12 grades of wisdom relate to the 12 chakras? I was talking to Khan about that today, actually. Like, you've got your seven chakras, but there's 12 in total. Yeah. So the seven grades of wisdom keeps your, opens your seven chakras. And then I the would 12. say 100%. I wonder. It just came into my head there, I don't know. But looking at it all correlating anyway, yeah. I would say 100%. Because you've got to bring chakras into this whole you wisdom thing. Because yeah. they, you know. Totally. So this must have been a huge part of... Yeah. Like the the wisdom of the energy body and how to align your energy body with your reality that you're mm. in. And I think that was a huge part because it is spoken about in all mythology that attainment, that's the, the whole Jesus Christ told the, the idea of being the Christ consciousness or that pure consciousness where you can manifest immediately into reality mm. that you have 
the power of immediate manifestation yes. magic like druids were said to have had that yes. you know you can bring things into reality you can manipulate nature you can walk on mm. water make wine yeah. out of a glass of water stuff yeah. like that all of this kind of stuff but all it is is that you just know more about what's going on than the other guy who doesn't know as much as you that's and it. it's because you did the 12 grades of wisdom wow. with the 7 grades yeah. plus all your extra years yeah, yeah. you know and yeah. you're just Next you're just on your game and there's lots of people who chose not to be on their game mm. and who chose the what we would potentially call the negative path there was it seems to be a huge amount of people that chose that path yes and they're the ones that today um they they hide this truth yes uh, or they don't necessarily hide it but they don't uh they don't show it in its full form mm. and people don't want it. to explore the way we like to explore health and history and peace mm-hmm. and all these uh, these alternative views in life that we love exploring a lot of people are either afraid or they don't know or they've heard something about pyramids being related to aliens and you know you've heard this about that and but we're like trying our best to do kind of what lana did and to give her a bit of credit she tied a lot of history in together and a lot of evidence you know here's a rock this was made supposedly here and you know the and we're trying to do that as well with this story. Mm-hmm. I hope we've given it some credit and given Ireland some credit as a, 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 almost like a pinpoint of, of wisdom. Mm, a final, a final um, kind of gold tra- treasure trove of wisdom mm. in a world where a lot of it is hidden. Isn't yes, it? a lot of it's hidden. Mm. Um, a lot of it's hidden, but uh, I w- I would love to to jump back on the there was was there something else you were saying when I go there? Oh yeah, the giants. The giants, yeah. What the, could the you giants? go into the theory of before mining, and it was silica. Oh yeah, this is an interesting mind. one. And then, like, tell me how you could petrify silica, and potentially how some of the giants might actually be petrified mountains. Yeah, it's. Uh, and it's these stories of giants from the Bible, so a lot of it correlates to some of the Bible stuff as it well. It correlates so. to the stories of the flood in the Bible, and the almost even the Garden of Eden, and the you know when God or somebody mm. was annoyed with the people on the earth and he brought a cataclysm to destroy a lot of a lot of the civilization that was there and apparently what was going on if you look at the stories and the ancient stories there seemed to have been two main races on the planet um, the elves being one of them mm. Uh, or the elven race, the Elohim, the, the Azir. Um, all different interpretations. You know, the Tua, the Danan. Um, We're also known as the elves. Uh, you know, in Egypt, Samaria, uh, the Anunnaki, um, all of these. And the elves potentially are also related to the, um, like the Nephilim. Mm. But the Nephilim could also have been the race that was actually the combination of elves with humans is another possibility um 
So you've got that makes your, sense, though. So in this world, I'm not sure if you have humans yet, but in the original world, there seemed to have been a, a natural race of elves and then a race of titans that supposedly came in and started tearing things up, which ties in with the Fomorian story in Ireland. Lovely. Um, so you have these titanic, gigantic beings who came in and started mining out large sections of what are now the oceans. And at this time, there was no water on the planet. So it was before there was water. And you know, sand is a byproduct of mining. Whether you want to say the ocean can do the same thing, fine. But you and me went to Alihis. We did the bear a walk mm-hmm. for my old, my old man's thing years ago. We went down, there's Alihis mines, they're copper mines down there. And when you're walking along the beach, the sand is very bright and beautiful. And uh, I remember we were all mad, oh, that's the sand. And people would say, oh, that's, the, that's from the mine. Mm-hmm. I can't get that out of my head. Like, yeah. the, the, like it looks to be... It's a waste that, product. Yeah, like mining. it looks that this, all the sand that we're looking at everywhere is like the old world of byproduct mining, yeah. which is a mental theory. Yeah. It's Before totally makes sense though. It totally makes sense. Well, if you look at the stories and you piece them together, this is what people have been coming up Like Jay Dreamers now is an excellent guy. Who's done nice. Some nice to give him a shout there now, yeah. And also, I know like the Dictionary of Truth does some great work as oh, well. Oh, she's brilliant, yeah. Um, love it. You can check them out on YouTube. And um, there's a couple of others Powerful. as well, like Philip Regina is another guy who kind of dips into. Ah, uh, yeah, we, we we love Philip stuff. Philip, like, it's yeah, great. Yeah. We're gonna have to talk to Philip soon again. Will, it's, uh, definitely. He's definitely listening to this. I'd say yeah. when he hears it. But it's the story in, back to the silica before I get yeah, too backtracked. Sorry, my bad. Um, so the world that existed originally seems to have been the Selvin race and these Titanic beings as well. And they didn't get along, they got on for a while and then they didn't get along and then there was a great cataclysm. Mm. And that links into, back to the Lana story again and the, the, the Indian texts and also the Sumerian, I think, have stories of the, the fighting between the gods and uh, some beings are bigger than the others. But the worlds that we're talking about that had the titans mining out what are now the oceans it seems that maybe the originals of the elven race or the race that was here um, or the, the primary race they weren't as happy with it and they deployed this weapon and there is evidence that looks like the world that we live in now which is stone primarily, was not always stone, but it was maybe something a little different called silica. And mm. this is based on the levels of silica in stone in many areas. Silica, so I think, is the second most common element. Um, I mean, scientifically, there's no massive scientific research done into it, but yes. as you join the dots, you piece the story together with the texts, the story emerges of a world that was kind of possibly Avatar-like, the movie Avatar. Yes. And it was, um, it it was bioluminescent probably, so it had its own light source. It was kind of filled with gigantic trees and gigantic mushrooms and gigantic animal life and gigantic plant life. And it was everything was huge, and it was way, way bigger, and mm. it was way lighter, and it was it was much different than it is now. Now everything is stone and heavy and um, metal, 
but there was potentially a time when stone wasn't stone and metal wasn't metal yeah. and the elements were lined up differently just and this like was the world that ended makes total sense though and in that ending of the world the majority of the titans the gigantic massive huge beings that were mining out the planet that were potentially the guys mm. who created the mountains they created the huge silica beings yeah they're potentially still there under still mining you wouldn't even know like you know mm. under the water but silica beings but just like we're not so far from being silica beings like we're we're skin mm -hmm. bone Oh, yeah. Veins, blood, that's all wibbly wobbly stuff like. A silic is crystalline, that's the. Mm. the it's a, so it would have we're been mineral, kind of a crystalline. We are mineral made here. though, aren't we? Like, oh, yeah, like, we're fully made of minerals. Yeah. Like us being petrified isn't that hard to to kind of look into. So, oh, mm. that's a good theory, because that could be true. We're minerals, yeah. you know, petrification, rock, all that. The way they say it was petrified, or they speculate it was petrified, is that. Water was introduced into the world that never had water before, mm. and that between all of the mining waste, never so had oceans or never had water. Because I'm wondering, did they have rivers and mountains? I'm not sure. And um, the way they positioned it, it for no drinking, you know, they were saying no water. No water. Wow. I'm not sure. No maybe, need for it. Maybe there was water, um, but it was being mined out, and it was different. Maybe it wasn't. The level of water that was yeah introduced. like a spring yeah yeah so i reckon like yeah, a spring sure. drinking mountain thing uh, every mountain been. had one you know well, something maybe there like was that no water. who knows but i mean yeah i don't know silica world yeah i can no need, barely like, imagine even what a silica world think, would look like well avatar yeah think avatar I suppose yeah it Magical, is avatar you know you talk to the plant you eat it the plant is like talking back to you as you're eating it you know yeah there you're you connected go. with it you here's your energy yeah 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 Unreal. Much more natural world. But that world turned to stone by the introduction of water is the way that they're... I think you're going to have to watch Avatar it. again after yeah. some of this stuff. Because like, you know yourself, you, you've totally different eyes when you're, when you're thinking like yeah, that. Yeah, I'd don't say you? we'd have to give Avatar another watch, definitely. But they say that turned to stone and that there was massive pillars reaching up to the skies at the time, silica pillars wow. that, that the titans cut down, so these giants cut down these pillars that connected heaven with earth. And when the pillars were cut down, it severed the connection mm. and ruined everything on the planet. So yes. then darkness started to ascend. And, and these pillars the were kind of like earth rods, the way an earth rod would be for like a house or... They were, um, yeah, and portals, yeah. as in you could you could uh, zip in and out of, I suppose, you know, the way we feel, like we're disconnected, we're stuck in the body, mm. we don't really know where we are, where we came from, There was a bit of magic to them as well, if we yeah, flying around you know? doing whatever, like, yeah. So there was a whole, um, you know, it was nice, everything was nice, and it was the Garden of Eden style, mm. and then the Titans came in and wrecked the Garden of Eden busted down all of the silica pillars, Mainly. mined out the oceans. Cut down the giant trees. Piled up, yeah, cut down the giant trees. The Anyone giant, here yeah. has any seen the, is it, is it the devil's, uh, devil's, the devil's... Tower. Tower, Yeah, and also the giant's causeway as well, just the, the way... The, gigantic, weird-looking things that look like trees. Yeah, there's an interesting bit of science behind it as well. It's worth considering, um, and it's definitely strongly if you link it in with the texts and kind of what was going on it goes nicely with it yeah. it goes well with it but we're talking about potentially that world and then there was some titans left and i think that's where we pick up irish history when the fomorians were the remains of I titans it, yeah. or the nephilim 
bad uh, guys. The bad guys that were left over after the, the first... Battle of the Evil Eye yeah, leader. The just, first massive flood. Mm. And they were the leftover guys because that's when Ireland, you know, like when the Parthenonians came, I think, and the, or was it the Nemedians, Noah's granddaughter or yes. something like that. So like they weren't too long after the flood. So you're talking potentially in the last two thousand years that all this could have happened. Mm. Yeah, and I know it sounds actually ridiculous. It almost sounds kind of new age. It sounds like super religious or something. But this is nothing got to do with religion. This yeah. is just looking at the way things have lined up and the fact that we don't know anything we of what know. we're told. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a big one about That's knowing. why the ancient texts are the hot topic and the bollocks alert it's because mm. it's all there and but the none archives of it's there. as well. And like we're going with archives and then we're going with like in the Napoleonic times like the 1800s and late 1700s and stuff like that you're going with a lot of um, academics and scholars that were designed like the word dinosaur never existed. It used to be serpents mm. and it used to be dragons. Yeah. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in the eighteen hundreds, the word dinosaur was existed and dinosaur bones. To explain these massive bones that they were yeah. supposedly finding. But yeah. me, I was even thinking were they even giants? You know, the ones that they did find. Oh yeah. The bones of giants. Totally. Totally. And they did find bones of giants. Massive uh, femur massive, bones yeah. and stuff like that. Like, size of cars and stuff. Evidence is there. You the can't hide it. Of them, yeah. You know, it's, it's out there. And these are fresh. They're not like even the mummies in Egypt and they've got the elongated heads as well. Mm, and all, they're all stuff. really tall. You know, there's all sorts of weirdness and they're all fresh. I mean, they, they try to tell us these mummies are 2,000 years old. Do you know? No way. Yeah. Just you know, like two thousand years old. Come on. Come on. Get out of it. <laughs> Get off the cross. And nothing would last that long. Yeah. You know, we That's don't even know thing. what two thousand years looks like. I mean so much like as I was and saying, this Back to the academic eighteen hundreds thing, a lot of the people don't realise who listen to this you when you carbon date things, you're going off the basis of carbon dating the theory of carbon dating and how you improve that and a lot of these things we take as fact because we don't know anything about them mm-hmm. and someone who does know about them strongly goes with his theory that he's learned and given this example would show you how you can be fooled into thinking that the carbon dating on something would be right mm-hmm. Pyramids or whatever you want to start carbon dating. The answer really is to carbon dating is we just don't know. And they're kind of theories based on evidence, based on theories that but help you. Carbon dating is highly inaccurate when the, for short dates. There is some accuracy in long dates if you hold a lot of variables constantly. Like organic like matter and organic all Organic kind of matter, stuff. the amount of carbon depletes over time and they reckon mm. that they know how much carbon depletes over what amount of time. But in that, they're not factoring in cataclysms yeah. and you know nuclear wars and kind of weird stuff that we maybe we should be factoring in. Mm. Um, but... You can't carbon date inorganic matter, so if it's not, if it has never been alive, it doesn't have the carbon in it, so you can't date stone or rocks. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you can date something you would find on the site, and that's what they carbon date a lot of the time. Mm. So you might find a um, an old pot with something earth left in it. Oh yeah, some of that are no. And then they're like, oh, let's yeah. carbon date like a the bone. leftover earth. You know? or I think like, yeah, even, like yeah, food bone, and yeah. things like that, or like fur. 
And they mm. say, oh, that's the date of the site, but really that's just the date that this piece of carbon was at the yeah. site. Yeah. But for us, like, the carbon dating... But it's so is, confusing, like. Yeah. To even explain to someone about carbon dating and how you can get into yeah. it and how you can understand rock and... It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And as you said, I mean, most people don't have to take the time. They take it on good faith that you're telling me the truth. Yeah. But unfortunately, we have not been told the truth about pretty much almost everything. Everything. Unfortunately, which is yeah. everything sad and everything. to say. But we need to question and we need to be very vigilant to what we mm. choose to believe. And, you know, even if we choose to believe anything at all, yeah. you know, back to the hot topic slash bollocks alert, you know, just be vigilant of you know what we choose to to bring into our vortex and yes take as oh this is my truth now and i believe this because your truth could change in the morning mm, totally you know your view could change in the morning depending on the truth yeah so um be but open yeah. to that and i think particularly i mean maybe for a lot of people maybe not um like this kind of stuff could be a bit um unusual or intense or a bit off the wall um, I think not I think people are ready I think, this I think kind most of stuff. people are ready if you're listening to this podcast you're listening to us long enough to know that we're oh yeah but I was saying even for new people who are coming along mm. that it's important to the main message is like, none of the stuff that we talk about is necessarily our truth or our belief mm. these are the stories that we're coming across and that we're sharing and these viewpoints. piecing evidence together piecing that might together, help the story actually sound valuable and, and bringing it back reliable. to real Brehen. There's buildings, there's mud flood evidence, mm. there's, you know, like the spirituality. I mean, when you're talking about, spe- you know, titans and giants, you know, you're getting in a silica world, you know, you're getting into the realm of more speculation, but you need to do this bit of speculation on it and be open to it. And that's mm. what it is. Just be open to speculating. Don't close your mind to it. Don't say that mountain isn't a giant, even though it looks like it. You know, say, yeah, maybe. Yes. You know, don't say for definite anything is not what it claims to be because mm. so many things that I used to think were true turned out not to be true. Totally. You know? And with, with that then, um, what we'll do is we'll have a little chat about... The law of attraction, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were going to finish the power, And the power right? of the law of attraction. And just explain, as a newcomer, for me, I'm going to say what I am finding very interesting about the law of attraction. Uh, number one thing is that we are basically our thoughts. So if you're thinking stuff, you're in your head, if it's good or if it's bad, or if it's an interpretation of good or bad, those thoughts can resonate with you throughout your day, throughout your week. So you can kind of think yourself happy, like you were saying before, this is kind of that that mindset, but you've to to stay on top of this thought process. So then you're you're on about your thoughts, law, law of attraction, and law of attraction is don't really what you want. What do you mm. want? What do you need? Do you need a, a woman? Do you need? Do, do you long to have a child? Do you long to have a success in your job? Do you long to be a fighter in the ring and or, or overcome all your fears? You know, do you, do you long to do this? So, and the law of attraction is there to be used and help. It help wants to help you. 
It's there. It's there to help you. And you can, you can use it in the negative as well. You can flip it and mm-hmm. say, I'm never going to get to do that. I'm never going to get to go fishing on that fishing board. I wanted to do it all my life. Yeah. And here you are, 50 years of age, giving out that you never became a fisherman because when you were 15, you decided you just didn't have the Leroy's to leave the house and go for it. Yeah. And you never could do it. You never wanted to do it. You never wanted to do it. You never... You taught yourself all your life you could never do it. It's that negative mindset as well and the positive that you're attracting in. Yeah, so the law of attraction has a yin and a yang to it and it doesn't want to have a yin and a yang to it, but it just does. Mm -hmm. So then you have to go, okay, what side of the yin and the yang am I going to take? Am I going to take the positive side or the negative side? And obviously, nine times out of ten, you want to take the positive side being a human being. Someone who has kids, family, people they care about, friends. And then you're thinking, okay, let's use this law of attraction. I want mm-hmm. everyone in my family healthy. Yeah. I want success. Well, you speak of it actually in the present as well. as in yes. So you say, everyone in my family is healthy. Or, I love that everyone Every- in my family. Yes. That's even more powerful. I love it. So a really powerful way of using the law of attraction is that you're focusing your intention on positive outcomes for you and those mm. you love. So changing what you said there was one example of that. Yeah, so you, like, and I found this myself recently, I've become more mindful of how I'm trying to phrase mm. the things that I'm affirming about myself and my life so that if you do put that positive spin and you put it out there that this is the, f- I'm going to follow my feelings and I'm going to follow the, the feeling of what is good. You know, what feels good to me in my life? Would I feel good if I had a sauna in my house? Would I feel good if I had a cold shock bath? Would I feel good if I got to, you know, start my day with uh, a meditation? Would I, you know, and then starting to find what is it that makes you feel good you know what kind of life mm. is it that you, you feel good like? you start and getting creative yeah you creating your feel good yeah and then they call that like abraham hicks let's say we're going to quote that we're going to get into this in the next podcast but if mm-hmm. you wanted to follow like a thing like a vortex or maybe like the another, another explanation of the vortex would be like the channel you're going when and you're in full alignment with what you're looking for out of life when you're 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 full being, you know, you know, the life that you want to live is mm. in the vortex. Yes. Is what it is. And you need to just Steer line up, yeah, into it. And turn your no in that direction. Yeah. And focus your current efforts on being appreciative and thankful for mm. what you have, whilst also looking forward for what is to come. Yes. And feeling what it's like to have what is to come. And using the momentum comes. that you have, if you have any at all. Yes. Well, if you don't have any, find gain some, it. Yeah, but small tasks. Like our podcast has massive momentum. I was talking about this today. Mm-hmm. We're 36 podcasts in. With this law of attraction now, I'm really starting to feel that we're just going to do it. Like I want to go FM now. People are going internet. I want to go radio. I, I want you, the Irish Health Foundation, to come out of the shining of it. Or not, imagine, imagine a radio station in the car. You could just listen to this stuff all day long. 
listen to health gurus and chats about what you should do like no one likes the radio no one likes some of the guests that we have and some of the super interesting topics that are discussed and and the reasons behind it start it once a week like so my law of attraction is that I want this this is what I want and I think we're going to make it happen as a part of what you want make it happen good feeling momentum and with the Irish Health Foundation as well your uh, original idea which is so good for Ireland helping yeah. everyone help themselves that's exactly what it is and building the infrastructure that would allow affordable it to grow organic food affordable brain based as well if possible sharing, sharing if possible cooperative uh, type approach but uh, certainly bringing back bringing back the goodness and good. the health you know we used to know how to live mm. of that I'm sure Yes. And it's time to bring it back again to that. And with and with that. With that, I think, yeah, we're probably that was epic. A bit of breathing, a bit of forgiveness. Look after each other. Make sure you're all cool. Follow um, the good feelings. Have follow a think the good about feelings. The good feelings. What feels good? What feels bad? If it feels good, you should probably do it. If it feels bad, you should maybe be less fast to do it straight away. Maybe you need to do it anyway. Maybe you're passionate about yeah. it. But knowing what you do want and knowing what you don't want is also a part of the law of attraction. Mm. Good to know what you don't want as well. Yes. Uh, doesn't Abraham Hicks say that? Because mm. understanding the contrast of what you don't mm. want allows you to then focus your mind on what, what it is you do want. want. Yes. So as long as you're not That's focused, the yin and yang again. The they're all of us together. Yeah. They're together. You have to recognise they're together. You can use them in a positive or a negative mm. way. You wow. choose where to focus your attention and the next podcast that's coming up is all about the law of attraction based on shoes life and how he's used it and, and how your he's life and my well. and my life and how i've used it and how i actually unknowns to myself have been using it for a number of years yeah she was tricked me into basically uh, not knowing and how uh, we've used it up to now with everything like martial arts to learning to healthy eating to, to friendship to yeah to everything that we have as a gain in our life now today is down to probably law of attraction. Yeah. A form of it. Yeah. And we're going to explore that in the next podcast. It's going to be exciting. And I we're think. going to quote people like Abraham Hicks and you know, Tony Robbins and all these cool people who are out there doing good stuff for like-minded, good-willed people. And with that, we're signing out. We sign out there. See you later, everyone. Thanks for listening. And uh, make sure... You know, if it's good, tell people. Yeah. And uh, share the love. Give us an old share, give us a like, whatever. It's all good. We're going to get out there on the radio wave soon anyway. Whoop.